Blackberries. The man's skin reminds him of late summer blackberries. The color of not quite midnight. The color of bruise. This is what Harper thinks as he looks at the man they have taken to the river, the one who is half drowned now, pleading for his life. The miracle that human skin can have the same blue black stillness as ripe fruit, as evening, as sorrow itself. Of course, he also thinks about what you might see if you were here at the confluence of rivers. Three white boys, one black man begging to be saved. The harvest moon casting an orange haze over everything. Just a sepia picture on a lynching postcard, like the ones his mother had shown him once. He'd had to look away then, both because the hanged man had no eyes, and because it was the only time he'd seen his mother cry. And he knows that if she were still alive, she'd be weeping now too but not only because of the black man about to die. It was anger that brought him here. After he understood that Betsy was dead, not wounded, not hurt, but gone. Everything else, the grief, the sadness, the horror, became distilled. Watery sap boiled down into thick syrup. All that was left then was anger in its purest form. It was rage that brought him here. But somehow, now, in the cool forest at the place where the two rivers meet, as the man looks straight into Harper's eyes and pleads, the anger is gone, swallowed up by the night, by old sadness and new regret. Please, the man says and Harper thinks only of blackberries. He will see this color when he closes his eyes tonight, and every night afterward, and wonder what, if anything, it has to do with the most despicable thing he's ever done. 1980. Wreckage. People say we are defined by the choices that we make. Some of them are easy, small while others are more difficult. These are the decisions that keep us up at night, forcing us to weigh the pros and cons, to examine what is right and what is wrong. They require us to examine the options, scrutinize the possibilities and potential outcomes. But what about the split-second decisions? What about the one made without the luxury of contemplation? The one made from the gut rather than the brain? Does this speak more loudly to who we really are? The Chinese philosopher Mencius believed that man is innately good. He argued that anyone who saw a child falling into a well would immediately feel shock and alarm, and that this impulse, this universal capacity for commiseration, was proof positive that man is inherently good. But what about the man who feels nothing? What about the man who stands at the edge of the well and does nothing? Who is he? Once, a long time ago, I made a split-second decision that has made me question who I am, what I am capable of, every day since. 
And this instant, this horrible moment, has haunted every other moment of my life. I don't think I am a bad man, but sometimes I just don't know.